Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. That was the fastest I've ever walked in your apartment and we've started recording. I literally walked in the door a minute and a half ago. <laughs> you asked. I did. And I delivered. And you were ready. Um, well, I had to do a voiceover audition. Ooh, Before even you came. more fun like this. So I, I did it. It was all out. I was like, do I need a reader for this? Um, and they were like, uh, no. <laughs> but I was, I didn't know because it was like a scene. So I literally just like. You just read yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. I Weird. mean, I am an You're a professional actor. actor so. <laughs> so you can do any and all things asked of you, of course. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, how you doing? A little sicky. I'm a little sicky, um, which is fine. He's a little sexy too. I'm a little sexy over here. Mm-hmm. Um, Slytherin, uh, yes. Sweatshirt, just um, for full effect, everyone. I, I'm really freaked out by Instagram. What the, happened? The Instagram algorithm of it all, uh-huh. because um, just like, just particularly in the story, the three bubbles and how they choose to come up, and why. And I feel like I've decided. You mean the bubbles that at the top of your screen? No, what like you, when you go, when you are looking at your own story, mm-hmm. it'll show th- the, the first three people of the list. Oh, of like, like who's who, seen it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who gets prioritized? You see the little bits at the corner. Yeah. And I'm like, why are these people moving up? I'm just, but I'm freaked out because I I decided that I think it has to do with how much you're interact like because it's only through phone numbers that if they oh, notice if you're interesting because people had moved down and I was like great and then all of a sudden they pop back up and my friend and I have been texting more in the past like week than we haven't like two years yeah and he just popped up wow probably because it's not like I it's not like I'm I mean our phone is like internally spying on us in all times and always it's a nightmare so that's probably true I'm like Ugh. I was literally Weird, like is it because yeah. I'm saying this name out loud yeah strange. like I don't I don't because it can't be that's funny actually too the guy I was seeing from like April to like August very in <laughs> yeah R.I.P. oh my god he, I didn't know <laughs> we both ghosted each other which is perfect I just love, in time for the season love a mutual ghost exactly um but like we, well, we like messaged on Instagram a little bit, but not very much at all. And, but he would also pop up at the top of all of those lists and but like you were stories like texting and stuff. Exactly. Cause we were texting. Yeah. Maybe that's Weird. what maybe, it is. Maybe you maybe figured, I out figured the secrets. it out. I was like, the, the only thing is that my Child phone. Sleuth. Another case solved by Brooke Wiseman, <laughs> child detective. Speaking of, uh-huh. I was sitting, I caught a fly in a cup. Uh, I'm impressed. I was like, I had it in my cup and it had landed on the top of my cup and I had, I took another cup and I just got it. 
Nicely done. And then I released it back into the wild. Oh, so kind because of you. Because <laughs> Of course. We, um, one summer at camp, had a fly infestation that they were just like everywhere all the time, more mm-hmm. so than all the time you're outside normally. Mm-hmm. And granted, because there were so many of them, and I'm sure their gene pool was muddied, they were a little bit lazy. But I got really good at just killing them in the air. Oh my god! There was a, there, we with would sit on the porch. Hands. Yeah, we would just sit on the porch and we'd have competitions to see who could kill more just by clapping. I'm both hands. like so horrified by that and like a little turned on. Yeah, it's my the turn on <laughs> part. I really get. It's very satisfying. I'm like hmm. kind of like zip popping, you know. Little horrifying, little little satisfying. Zip zapping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zip zap zap, baby. <laughs> Zit popping. Zit popping. Mm-hmm. Where you're both like repulsed and deeply satisfied at the same time. Yes. 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 Uh huh. Uh huh. Anyway. Anyway, those are the important things, really. <laughs> Hi, Bridget. Hi, Brooke. Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Splash. <laughs> I just spooked myself. You did. I said it in my head. But you like didn't, you didn't <laughs> like, make it out of here. I was here. like, Brooke, why aren't you saying words? That all happened in a nanosecond. <laughs> it's amazing. Welcome to Splat, Splat, the podcast where me, Brooke, and me, Bridget, talk about sex, sex in, in the, the city. city. 10 years younger. And 20 years later. Wow. Guys, I have thoughts about this one. I reacted emotionally very strongly to it in ways you can probably predict i have to admit that i watched it immediately after watching the last episode because it made me very i'm very excited about i put together a couple of things too which i didn't realize until there's a anyway we'll We'll get get there there. we'll get there so we dive right in do we have any housekeeping emily stout girlfriend of the pod we are (laughs) so at this point we talk about more than literally anyone else yeah because Um, she's our girlfriend huge apologies so sorry emily pointed out everybody i know because i know your weeks were incomplete with this but listen last week we forgot to do deltas ups and deltas downs and like i know there aren't words we can say to make up for that kind of hurt i know that you have been literally thinking about it every other second of your day there, how there are no excuses are honestly there aren't even ex- explanations you know no, but like I, we wouldn't we wouldn't deign to give you excuses you're better than that we're better than that don't dignify us with a response <sighs> honestly just leave us on red and we'll all move on with our lives yeah. so sorry about it so that's a house kept a good house. Bada bing, bada boom, baby. A good house is kept. We put a Glade plug in in our apartment and oh, it, it smells, smells better, nice. right? It does smell. I, to be fair, though, I didn't smell the bad smell when I was in here last time either. That's because the closet was closed. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's in that closet, though? Not a dead mouse anymore. That's <laughs> <laughs> all that matters. Um, who is in the closet, I wonder? Maybe a skeleton for the, you know, for the holidays. Skeletons in the closet. David has pumpkins. Okay. Oh, how excited are you about Ariana having a part in singing Wicked? Because I mean, I, I, I'm not surprised, but I'm, I'm no, thrilled. No, no. Guys. I just I just love that she loves it Should we take a moment to... R.I.P. R.I.P. Pete Nari. <laughs> there it is. Pete Nari. Um, yeah. We to, yeah. Mostly, honestly, not even R.I.P. the relationship. I just want Ariana Grande to be safe and cared for and surrounded by love at all times. Yeah. She's had the most insane year. Yeah. And I love her. That's all. Great. Um, I just want to be happy. I want Ari to be happy. Happy. It's especially sad. I right also now. want Ari to be happy. Yeah. Hi, Ari. You're not listening. You're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he only listens to himself. So. Well. You know. Alex. Guys, oh wait, no. This is another yet another. Um, your friend last week who 
got really excited about Ari Shapiro being on the podcast. Uh-huh. So when we guys were on Spotify, ow, 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 and when we got on Spotify, I posted a story that was like listening to my Brooke Wiseman and Ari Shapiro and my sister's best friend from high school, who I love very much and who messages me sometimes, <laughs> wrote to me and was like, bah! and she was like, oh, I just got really excited because I thought it was Ari Shapiro. And she goes, he's from Portland, so I thought it would work. <laughs> <laughs> Portland never leaves. NPRE Shapiro. This this podcast is brought to you by Portland, Oregon. <laughs> and sponsored by NPRE Shapiro. Please don't sue us. <laughs> we have nothing but at great admiration for you. Truly for your work, for your voice. NPRE on a grande. NPRE oh, Shapiro. Maybe you should be NPRE on a grande for Halloween. Wow. Honestly, that's kind of great. I Good thing I haven't bought the overalls yet. I have my on a pair, but. Oh, right. Because, I, you know, I got to put it together. I think I'm just going to be like Eliza Thornberry. I think that's a great idea. And Hillary's going to be the sister. Oh, We're trying perfect. to get Garrett to be the monkey, but I don't think he's going to do it. I don't know. We also, this is not a podcast about friends, but we talked about we wanted to be, have Garrett be Ross, and we would be mm. Ross's ex-wives. Oh, fun. See, that doesn't mean too much so to niche. me. But. but let's talk about Sex in the City. It's not that niche for a lot of people. I know. <laughs> for me, for me, that's niche. For you, what's the niche? For me, that's just a steaming order of niche pudding. Niche pudding? Pudding isn't steaming, but no, we'll move past that. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. You're a steaming pile of pudding. That's right. Bridget looks so cool right now. I just. I, <laughs> she did tell me I looked like Han Solo when okay, I Okay, I'm just so. going to pull up a quick photo of Han it's, Solo for I, I see the colors She's now wearing match. this like beautiful cool wrap sweater and her corduroy pants that and this belt yeah and this it's belt just is like, an amazing one it looks like a fucking space belt it's it's pretty i'm insane. gonna make her take a photo before and you're gonna you're gonna side by side come him. on okay yeah i really all am she needs is a little it. vest it's true and a little holster wow anyway. um anyway i love this belt it was my sister's for a long time it's the best belt it's a good belt and I rediscovered it in the back of my dresser and was like, well, I'm wearing this every day. Oh, my God. Amazing. So this episode is called Critical Condition. I'm just going to say it because what else do I do? Carrie's fucking insufferable. I know. <laughs> also, this was my first, the beginning of this episode. I was like, oh, we found a Carrie and, and Brooke non-crossover moment where Brooke can't relate at all. Because oh. Carrie's in the audience at like a cabaret that Marcus oh, is performing in. And it's Mary fucking Testa. Mary fucking Testa is singing all that jazz. I was literally... Oh. I put it on and I went into the kitchen to do something and I was like, like a fucking squirrel. I was like, what is Mary Testa doing? Scrambled around the corner. I was like, can't be Michael John Lacusa Muse, Mary Testa. I got to be honest. None of those words meant anything (laughs) to me, but I love how much they meant to you. And Carrie's like miserable in the audience of this thing. So that's it. That's where the Venn diagram does not connect. I mean, I will say that in this, in the scenario that I am at this, I would also need to be belligerently drunk. It's true, but almost for different reason, you know? Carrie's like a can't function there know, at all. These can be bad. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, she's there oh, with Stanford yes, uh-huh. because she's, um, <laughs> she's supporting him. And she's really stressful. Instead of the musical review they're at, she's concerned about her review because the Times' notoriously harsh critic is um, reviewing, her, reviewing book. her book and it's supposed to come out this week. Marcus isn't maybe not that cute. He's, he, well, he, they also haven't really let us meet him at all, you know? Well, I don't think, I don't think we do. Yeah. But everybody is fucking going ham, of course, because Mary Testa is a tr- dame. She's also wearing an accent. Excellent pantsuit. And they're about to start again. Um, Marcus blows Stanford a cute little kiss. And Carrie's like, I have to go to the bathroom. And he's like, oh, they're going to do an encore. And she's like, I have to go to the bathroom. And she escapes. <laughs> is this? Do you think this is 54 Below? Just like the first? No, Maybe. that shit didn't exist yet. 
Did it? I have no idea, to be honest, when I opened. Well, in the 2018 version, it would have taken. It, oh, definitely. So Carrie's in the bathroom then, and there are these two women talking back and forth. And they're like, one of them says, well, hold on. Tomorrow we're going to go cruise pretzel, cute pretzel guys at the Village Square Market. Is that as sad as that just sounded? And Carrie cuts in and is like, well, if it makes you feel any better, I used to have a thing for the Amish guys who make hairbrushes, which would be like a cute bathroom comment from a nice girl in a club, you know, yeah, when you like, have ha, those. Ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, great. But the, the woman Someone's says, like, are we Car- Are you Carrie Bradshaw? Carrie says, yeah, have we met? She goes, oh, I recognize you from your column. And, and I went out with Aiden right after you. And then she kind of does this like, Wuch, like a yeesh. Kind of like the, it's the bared teeth emoji, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Great. Thank you. A visual representation for you. And Carrie is like, who needs a book review when you've already been reviewed? No, it was a face and run. And the face is like a. Exactly. Associate what face you think I would make with that sound. But yeah, largely though, the emoji. I mean, I think it kind of does, because she kind of does a, it's like a lip pulled down, but like. Yeah. Exactly. Evocative enough for you guys? Should we hiss into our mics some more? (laughs) So she's explaining to them. At brunch, what this woman's face was doing. And, like, clearly she had thoughts and feelings and Aiden had been saying whatever about her um, post-relationship. And and it was bad. Right. Which also, like, I get it. It was bold of the woman to say it to her. This sucks. But also, Aiden is pretty much justified in... Yeah, I mean, I think that woman's behavior is, like, unnecessary and mean for no reason. And I would also spiral out of control. Right. But I would just be like, that girl's a bitch. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, but I, and, and the thing that makes sense is that, like, most people in a s- unexpected social interaction with someone like that would probably keep that shit to themselves. The fact that she felt compelled enough to, and vindicated enough to, like, say it to Carrie indicates yeah. that it's, like, she thinks Carrie's a terrible human being. Right. Which is fair. But also... Carrie was awful to Aiden. Yes. Twice. Well, I the think second the second time around time, was so different. She yeah, I would agree. Tried. She did. That was him. And she had to do her truth. Her. And she had to. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're totally right. You're right. Thanks. But she also insisted on maintaining a relationship with Big throughout it all. No, I can imagine that the things that Aiden has to say about yeah. Carrie are not. Flattering. The nicest. Which is bizarre because I feel like after she cheated on him and they ran into each other, he was sort of like. Hey, cupcake. Right. Long time. Right. But now he's like. He was willing to forgive it and move on. But. But but when she like let him down, actually like with an honest, open heart, mm-hmm. he well, allegedly. Not that this makes his feelings more valid at all, but I'm sure it felt like, oh, so I was able to forgive and move on and dedicate my life to you. And that, and that wasn't even enough. You know, I'm sure it just like, I'm sure all of the initial hurt came right back up. Anyway, it's not a surprise that someone feels that way about her, but it is a surprise to be confronted with it in the bathroom. Yes. Miranda looks like the mother of a four-month-old. She hasn't slept. Basically, she she says that Brady has been just crying nonstop. He's not hungry. He's not tired. He's not anything. He just is a crying baby. She's like, I can't do anything. I can't even get a haircut. Samantha's like... Fucking Samantha. Who, like, already does not need to be getting her haircut. No, she looks amazing. It's like... Oh, I need to confirm my very exclusive appointment at this very exclusive place called like Jordan Macy or something. John Marcy. And Miranda's looking at her. So she calls like puppy dog eyes. She's like, that would have been a crisis after she calls to confirm it in front of Miranda, who. Miranda's like, got to go back to prison. uh, Magda has to leave. Yeah. And Charlotte says, 
let me come and help you. And, and Miranda's like, you don't have to do that. And Charlotte says, actually, I have some questions for you because I am meeting with a divorce attorney on Monday. Yay, Charlotte. Go, Schmar- go Charlotte. And go, she asks, Charlotte. Go, Charlotte. Go, Charlotte. It's your birthday. We're going to divorce you like it's, it's your, your birthday. birthday. <laughs> um, she also has, she tells Miranda, it's like something in Greenblatt is the, um, is the agency. I know. I figured it out at the end. I got there. I knew there was something significant when I saw him walk in and the whole way it happened. I was like, I knew it. I um, don't know what you're talking about. I know you don't. We'll get there. Um, so Charlotte meets with her lawyer and she looks, he was smart, tough, and he's really, really early 2000s hot. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> honestly, she said gorgeous and then they showed his face and I laughed out loud. On I the laughed out loud. <laughs> he's just like a man. Like the people, he's, the men. He's they, the guy that's like, is this man attractive or is he a six foot two white guy exactly, in a Exactly, with down? a little bit of a bulk and too much hair combed back. Um, so Charlotte runs into this extraordinarily Charlotte problem where she's like, she wants to be a huge bitch about the divorce and getting what she wants, but namely the apartment, but she just can't be forceful or unladylike in front of such a handsome man. Which I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, literally (laughs) fuck you. It's so, also he's not even that hot, but just the premise is so flawed. I wonder what he grew up to look like. Oh yeah. Like I wonder if he, if he like became like a very like sexy dad. So she like bursts out. A daddy, if you will. mm -hmm, A zaddy. (laughs) She bursts out when he tells her that Bunny has been really careful to make sure her name wasn't on the deed of the apartment at any point. She's like, Trey gave it to me. And 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 then she says, I'm usually very refined. And then in comes Harry Greenblatt looking for a bagel, Jewy as hell. Bald, cute, in a like knows what he likes weird kind of way then spits out a mouthful of bagel he says who the hell ordered blueberry bagels i'm talking to thelma about this you know who orders the blueberry bagels kyle kyle does <laughs> <laughs> at uprocks when he orders yep. he always orders himself a weird fruity bagel <laughs> so he doesn't get them for everyone though thelma here has really overstepped her her limits classic hey thelma. i can enjoy a blueberry bagel on occasion muffin yesterday <laughs> they're very different don't want bagel muffin Bagel, savory, muffin, sweet. <laughs> Thank you, Neanderthal Brook. I really appreciate it. It's like that that episode of of The Office where Kevin's like, "Why use many word when few word do trick?" <laughs> no, he says, "Why use lot word when few word do trick?" You uh, mm-hmm. really turned me around to Kevin. I Kevin was like, is the fucking I best. I know because I don't like the way that he speaks. I know, and I have a thing about that. He's like. <laughs> Bridget just became a fish from Spongebob. (laughs) Yes, that was me. Just the opening, closing mouth. But to be fair, that's kind of how Kevin talks. Yes, he is also a fish from Spongebob. Anyway. R.I.P. Blueberry bagels. Thelma fucked it up. Thelma fucked it up. But hey, this guy, he might be just ugly enough for Charlotte (laughs) to be a bitch around. There are silver linings to every cloud. So she asks the other guy if um, he's also a good attorney and then they, she switches lawyers and then hmm. samantha is wearing well smoking weed first which of I all love about smoking her. weed and about to masturbate in the middle of the day with a glass of i don't know something alcohol but next what, to wait, her wait, wait. did you see what she was look at her feet yeah she has on like a chain it's like very coachella barefoot california girl you know, it's very odd. Sorry. It, it's just weird that she'd be wearing it in bed in like lingerie. I love that she does this. I know. Her rosé. Uh, her rosé, a joint, and she plugs in what looks like. It's a, a back hit- massager from the sharper image. Right. So it's not an actual Hitachi wand, but it looks like one. And 
um, which reminds me once I tweeted at, I probably told this story on this podcast before. There's an episode of Parks and Rec where they have recall nope um, merchandise and Retta at one point is raving, waving around a recall nope back massager, which is clearly a wand. And I tweeted at her and I said, um, are you holding a, a recall nope magic wand with a photo of it? And she just replied back massager period. Cause they don't address what it is in the, in the show at all. And <laughs> So that was my, uh, that's my favorite Twitter interaction I've ever had. That's amazing. Um, so Brady's like a colic baby. Yeah. He's a colicky baby. He's, you know, if they didn't live in New York, he'd probably be one of those babies who could like only sleep in the car. You know, she'd drive around the block for hours kind of thing to make him sleep, but that's not possible here. Daddy. Wow. He got <laughs> way hotter. Holy shit, guys. He grew into his hair. Oh my he God. Got a beard. Harry's partner. He has just the right amount of scruff. We'll he, post well, he just photo. no longer. Yeah. We'll do he it a side by side. Yeah. He, he doesn't have, um, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. 2018 was good to him. Only 2018. This picture even, he has like a small scar under his eye. And mm. I just like imagine myself being Man like, of danger. what happened to your face? Yeah. It's Are you okay? Did blood gush out of there? Oh my God. Is that what made you so hot? Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh my God, yes. Dad. This is a perfect, perfect way for me to post that picture of us with King Triton this week for the pod. Perfect. Oh my God. Perfect. Thanks, Daddy. Incredible. Daddy's galore. Daddies of the world. Um, so Goodbye, every girl's <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. She can't be stopped. <laughs> my favorite thing in the world is when Brooke makes herself laugh harder than I've ever seen other people make her laugh. It's the best thing. It's the best thing. Sometimes Bridget, I'll tell, I'll text Bridget something and she'll be like, that's good. Very Brooke. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I told you always good. <laughs> I just mean it as a, like you're true to your essence and it's funny, you know? Um, so oh. at 2.30 a.m., there's a knock on, um, Miranda's door. The baby's been crying forever. And the woman's like, you gotta stop the, the baby from crying. And she's like, look, I'm sorry. Sometimes babies make noise. That's what they do. She's like, I know. I, I have, have a, a baby, baby too. And if you ever bothered to say hello in the elevator, you would know that. Savage. I'm Kendall. My baby is Alika. Have a nice night. And she walks away. And now Charlotte feels like a bad neighbor and a bad mother. And so she's gotten a bad review from inside her own building. Carrie goes down literally in a nightgown and a, a jacket, which I love. It's like the most casual thing I've jacket I've ever seen her in. And then some guys peeing on the street. They, she also opened the episode being like, as a New Yorker, there are three things that always happen to you. One, you get your purse stolen Two, public urination. And three, I don't remember, but something about reviews or something like that. It's a good review. Yes. Yeah, so she's gotten the paper. And the review is good, but it ends on this like, it's like I lived, I loved living in her sharp, witty, humorous world yeah. where single women rule and men are disposable. Yeah. And, and now that of course is a. Now she's, Carrie's upset that she's, she's being condemned as throwing men away. Yeah. Because now she's already, she's already triggered about the Aiden of it all. Mm -hmm. And, um, she's on the phone with Miranda about it. And Miranda's like, look, you got a rave review. They keep repeating the name of the, I don't remember the first name. It's like Kashenko, the name of the reviewer. Yeah. Which. Machiko um, Kankutani. <laughs> yeah. Well, they also all keep butchering it too. And I'm like, oh. okay, for the, for someone who you supposedly all know and are obsessed with, it's like, you can't even <laughs> say one hard name, right? If we all learned how to say Tchaikovsky, we can learn how to say <laughs> this name. <laughs> Um, and Carrie is like deeply upset that these people might think that she thinks men are disposable. And there's a pause on the line and Carrie's like, 
Miranda? Miranda goes, sorry, I fell asleep for a second. She's in the mirror brushing her hair, trying to put on scarves, like... <laughs> And then, and then she's like, do you think Aiden thought that I thought that he was disposable? Miranda says, Carrie, you did not throw Aiden away. Which she didn't. No, she didn't. Um, and she says, he must have said something like that to her. Where else in the, would she get it? She said, Steve and Aiden are close. Has Steve said anything to you? Does Steve hate me now? She truly is spiraling. And Miranda says, Carrie, you're spinning. <laughs> Which is spiraling. Yeah, him. exactly. And once again, Miranda being good, calling her friends out. Especially when she's kind of losing her mind and yeah. she's the one who's offering support here over kind of a silly thing. Especially because Carrie got a good review. It'd be one thing if it was like a bad review and the review she, is that she threw men away, but it it's not. And and But Miranda's upset about Samantha and she's like... Specifically. Because Miranda, essentially, has not acknowledged that... Sorry. Samantha has not acknowledged that Miranda had a baby and that that's going to be life-changing. She's just kind of like... Rubbing it in Rude about it yeah. whenever it comes up and, and being very, very single and childless to make Miranda feel bad, kind of. Yeah. She's like, I've alienated my neighbor and now I'm alienating my friends. And Carrie's like, you're not alienating anyone. She says, tell that to 4D. She's pissed off I don't know her name. Do you know your neighbor's name? And Carrie like laughs like, hell no. <laughs> it's New York. I don't know my I'm neighbor's I'm a bad names. neighbor and I'm a bad mother. And um, Carrie's like, listen, you're just having a bad week. Can I do anything to help? And Miranda says, honestly, that helps. Just oh. asking. I'm late. I got to go. Um, Which is nice. It is. And she, she says, congrats. congrats on the review. This is like a real friendship. But also, if I were Miranda, I would be annoyed. <laughs> and um, Magda gives her shade for some reason. She's also been like, oh, she was like listening. And then she's, yeah. Do you follow Sophie Turner on Instagram? No. You need to. Okay. She does this series. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have Lily send it to me about where she'll like do a hot take and then just go, and that's the tea. <laughs> and Perfect. it's so funny. Um, I will show you after. What made you think of it? Uh, the shade that Magda just oh, threw. I see. I see. So um, Carrie's column this week or her question is like a neighbor, a face, an ex-boyfriend can cancel out. Everything we thought was once true. And basically it was like, why do we only listen to one negative review? Or does a one negative review really cancel out the others? Which I actually, for how obnoxious I found her in this whole episode, I think is a great question. Yeah. And is an interesting thing to explore. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah. But that, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I was trying to think Collecting of like your thoughts. Other examples. Gather of, them into a. Of that, like other versions of that idiom, which like I've definitely heard. Oh, Yeah. Um, like one rotten. Well, on the flip side of things, sometimes you're like, uh, one piece of shit in a sandwich still mean, makes it a shit sandwich, you know, like on the yeah. flip side, like there are some things where you're like, no, even a little bit isn't okay, you know, right. or if it comes to like relationships that are, you know, abusive or unhealthy, you're mm-hmm. like, it's not worth, you know, the little bit sour the rest of it. But I think when it comes to like reflecting on ourselves uh-huh. or like viewing ourselves through the lens other people do, we give so much weight to the negative. Yeah. And want all positive. Right. People I admire so much are people who, not people who don't care what other people think in that sense, but more people who are kind of where this episode goes. But when people are just secure in themselves and the choices they're making, and so yeah. they're able to like let negative stuff roll off their backs. Yeah. Which is what I think you have to do. And and the reason Carrie's reacting so strongly is because she has like latent, latent like guilt. I feel bad about myself. Yeah. Pent up. After a long day in court, Miranda faced another jury. She gets off the elevator to this, like, cadre of women. Of moms. And their children. And I, I guess in the lobby of her building, having, like, a, a secret 
clandestine group meeting. And but, she's like, Brady, please don't cry. Brady, please don't cry. And of course, he sobs his way through the lobby. And she can't open the door. Can't open the door. She has to open it by herself and hold it open and get them through while all these women are like watching her. And of course, she feels deeply judged. And she as like waves over of. her shoulder, kind of like, yep, saw you all there. Kendall clearly feels bad. Who's the other mom? She sees her and feels bad. Um, Samantha and I were reviewing desserts. Delish. Cute little like. I think they say the name of it. I think it still exists. Yeah. The City Bakery. bakery, Yeah. Um, She's like, listen, I'll buy you a a brownie if, or I'll buy you a dessert if you do something for me. And she says, I'm off desserts. And Carrie says, "Uh, best brownie in New York City. I want a brownie. And she's, as she takes, I know I'm watching this both when I watched it the first time and now, which is now about an hour apart. I feel very strongly about the brownie. Um, She's basically like, I want you to help Miranda. I want you to do something for Miranda. And Samantha's like, nope, I don't want the brownie. And Carrie's like, you're eating the brownie. And Carrie's like, I just don't think it'll kill us all to be a little more supportive. And basically Samantha says, which I think is fair of her, except I think it's her projecting inward out of being like, I'm single and I won't be judged for my, because she basically says, I'm busy tomorrow. And Carrie's like, busy. And she's like, yes, I have to return a vibrator and then I have a hair appointment. And she's like, I won't be judged for the way I live my life because of the choices I've made. Which is very Samantha. It's very Samantha. I hate it when people have babies and expect us all to be a Norman Rockwell painting. <laughs> and Carrie has a nice point, which is these aren't, this isn't people. Yeah. This is Miranda and, and she's, she's sinking. She's having, yeah. So Miranda ends up, nope. Uh, Carrie does end up buying the brownie. Yes. And Samantha's sweet about it. And clearly Carrie has like chastened her a little bit. And another person recognizes. Have we met her? I don't think so. Julia. Julia. She works at Vogue. Her name is Julia Afton. She says, hi, Carrie. And Carrie introduces her to Samantha and says that they work together. And she's she, like, she, I'm, I'm chained to the hem of Anna, Anna Wintour. Is uh, it Anna Wintour? Anna Wintour, I think so. Whatever. Ms. Wintour, Ms. Uh, line one. <laughs> we have a call coming in from Ms. Wintour. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, leaves for fall groundbreaking amazing Miranda Priestley thank you so friend runs in to meet Nina Nina nope, is the friend to meet Anna and the the friend is named Nina and as mm. she turns around to introduce them it turns out it's face girl face girl and she's like Carrie hi and she's like I was face to face with face girl and how do you two know each other and Nina says oh I'll tell you over lunch Nina Katz I'm Samantha Jones oh hi nice to see you again can we eat I'm Starvation Central. Which I hate. Yep. And they say bye. Um, very nicely, but insincerely, as we know. And Samantha's like, how do you know Nina Katz? Carrie says, how do you know Nina Katz? And turns out she's the booker for, for SNL. Like, which is also, <laughs> I think I threw you off when I said, because <laughs> you were going to go full name and I interrupted. Saturday Night Live. There it is. <laughs> Thank you for getting it out. Thank you for letting me. Um. Basically, Nina loves to talk. Samantha knows her. And now Carrie's stressed out that that means Nina's going to talk about her. But Carrie's like, Samantha, that's face girl. Right. And and Samantha freaks out. So so we have the most Samantha (laughs) storyline. She goes in to Sharper Image and the guy's like, yeah, that's a back massager. We don't sell vibrators. And she's like, yes, you do. I bought this here six months ago. And she's like, not a neck. (laughs) Not a vibrator. It's a neck. (laughs) It's not a neck vibrator. (laughs) It's well, a neck vibrator. It's funny because sometimes for voice, like mm-hmm. people use vibrators to like massage their throat. Mm, that is funny. That is not why Samantha uses it. No, Samantha's doing the opposite. As she's adamant to this like kindly 50-year-old man working behind the counter. 
she's basically like, you expect, you expect me to believe women buy these to help their sore necks? And he just keeps repeating. It's, it's a, a neck, neck massager. massager. She says, fine, I'd like to return this neck massager. What's wrong with it? He goes, it failed to get me off. <laughs> and he kind of takes a breath and she says, it has a war- I, it has a warranty and it just stopped. Made the saddest little sound. And then he jokes, joins the joke and he says, maybe you wore it out. And she goes, honey, wouldn't be the first one. He says, fine, just find another and go to the cashier. So she goes over and then we have this whole scene where there's like a younger woman and an older woman. Both they're looking at neck massagers and they're all pretending they're neck massagers. And then Carrie's like, oh, no, not that one. That'll Samantha. burn your, sorry, Samantha, that'll burn your clit off. And she's like too many bells and whistles. And like the other woman, like. The older woman is listening in Just like in sort too, of holds then, it up. And uh, <laughs> Samantha instantly established herself as the Michiko Katutani, <laughs> Kakutani of vibrators. The reviews are in. The reviews are in. Uh, she's like, that one's actually a, a neck massager. Not if you mount it. And then she says, that one will burn your clit off. And the woman says, even through underwear? And she, and she goes, says, even through ski pants. There you go. Sickbrook loves to be Miranda. Mm-hmm. I mean, Samantha. <laughs> We're just, I just love to, every Mwah. time I just reach in and pull out one random <laughs> name and hope it works. Guys, where's Charlotte? Baby Brady is not cooperating. He's on a playmat crying, 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 <laughs> crying, 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 crying. I like this blousey jacket thing Miranda has on. It's very Miranda. It's very Miranda. So Kendall comes over with an oscillating chair that belongs to Ilika. That she, it's the only thing that got her baby to stop crying. And so, of course, something about the vibration, which we wonder how these things are going to cross over. What witty <laughs> jokes will be told? And... They have a sweet moment where they basically, Kendall is commiserating with her and she's like, do you have friends helping? She also calls the chair a little controversial, which I'm like, that's so funny. I wonder what the the thing was in 2002 that yeah. was like, this chair. Um, She said, I got it for Alika when she was, when I was about ready to throw myself off the fire escape. And she asks if her friends have been helping or if her friends have babies. And Miranda said no. No, she says no. I um, I'm the first one. And then she says, but they've been really helpful, kind of trying to defend them. Kendall's like, no, no. they're not. They nope. suck. They don't get it. If they if they don't have kids, they do not get it. Which is nice too, because Miranda's just like, it's a relief to have an outlet and an outlet who inherently understands instead of her having to be like, no, I'm tired and I'm crazy and this baby won't stop crying and this she just gets it. She lives in the building. She's brought her this life saving chair. The baby looks so much like Steve. I don't so understand how it's possible. Like Steve. Um, <laughs> and then she says to her too, Miranda, you're not a bad mother. You just didn't have the chair. It's and so it's cute. kind of the perfect, it's like a good review. You know, she thought she'd gotten a bad review and she just needed a wow, little help. Wow, Bridget, way to tie that all together. Thank you. Thank you. So Samantha, Samantha shows up at Miranda's. Totally surprises her. And she's like, uh, listen, you have a hair appointment. Samantha Jones has a hair appointment at 530 at John Ma- Mandy. So you better go. Uh, and, and she's like, if you don't go in five minutes. I'm- I, and she says, I'm counting to five and not and changing my mind because Miranda keeps being like, are you sure? And then she starts counting and Miranda's like, OK, OK. She throws all of her clothes on and she or her jacket on. And she's like, uh, numbers are on the fridge and uh, just don't take the baby out of the chair. It's the only thing that's stopping him from crying. She's like, I can't believe you're doing this. She goes, neither can I. But here I am. Mary fucking Poppins. <laughs> um, it's very sweet. It's very sweet. It's so cute. And also, I think it's probably good for Samantha, you know, like try something a little out of your comfort zone. And as she's in me, she goes, don't call boys. <laughs> <laughs> so Samantha like trots over, struts down the runway over towards the baby. And she's like, 
seems fine. Earlier, when she and she, when Carrie's trying to convince her to go over, she's like, babies aren't my scene, and this one seems like an asshole. Carrie's like, you can't call a baby an asshole. <laughs> but then. Then the chair breaks. As she's standing there, it just stops vibrating, and the cries begin. Carrie's eating cherries. Carrie's eating cherries, watching SNL. Alec In the Baldwin, middle of the afternoon. Alec Baldwin's the guest star. Very 2018. Uh-huh. And uh, talent executive Nina Katz pops up on stage and ch- Carrie... Screen on screen. ...spits out a cherry pit and she calls Samantha. She goes, do you think Nina Katz is telling random celebrities that I'm the bad breakup girlfriend? Which I know she has a book and she's a well-known columnist, but this just shows how far the spiral has gone. Yes. You know, like why on earth the idea that Nina would be talking about a boy she dated briefly's ex-girlfriend... I don't know. It seems like she does. I guess. I guess it's true. It seems like she does. But still, I think the... Uh, I just I feel like know. the fact that it's Carrie, has, it's come up twice. Right. Yeah. It's true. And then Heather Graham blows it out of the water. So <laughs> fair enough. Um, and Carrie eventually is like, "Where are, are you at the, a zoo? And Samantha's like, no. At your suggestion, I'm over at Miranda's and the baby will not stop crying. I don't know what his problem is. The problem is he's an asshole. And Carrie's like, call Miranda. And she says, I will not. It took me months to get that appointment. Someone should benefit, which I also love. because so She starts trying to juggle. She just is like tossing toys into, into Brady's lap. And then she says, Carrie, maybe Charlotte has time to talk about this kind of thing, but I've got a screaming baby on my hands. I love that none of them are indulging Carrie. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. And also, it's so funny that Samantha, for once can't because she has you know she's literally the one who has vibrator and Miranda walks in looking worse than before well the haircut isn't great (laughs) I also thought it was she she granted it looks clean and put together but um I laughed when she said she hadn't had time to get a haircut because I was like we've seen you get six haircuts in the course of two episodes (laughs) whether you knew it or not and she tells um, Miranda that the chair broke. And Miranda's like, what? Where's the baby? What's happening? And, of course, the back massager has been plugged in and is leaning in the chair, making it buzz. And Brady's happy, happy. And Miranda, he's what? Happy, happy. Going to be happy, happy. Stop it. <laughs> Don't rub there. I'm not rubbing anything. I just want Ari to be happy. Happy. Um, Miranda says, that better be brand that's, new. That's what I wanted to say. You got yeah. there. Um, and now Charlotte is with Harry and they're doing business. They're lawyers. doing business. Bunny, Bunny is being awful and basically oh. whispering to her lawyer. And Charlotte's like, you know what? Say it's my face. So she does. She's like, you know what? I'm from the days of marriage where till death do us part means something. And is very hoity-toity and turkey-necked and um, her dumbass bows. She looks like she's at a funeral, which she is for their marriage. It's like the funeral, like the I'm lady amazed from that like after a, all the hurt you Titanic, caused my Titanic. The Titanic, yes, exactly. That after all the hurt you caused my dear boy, you would come here and look me in the face. And just at this moment, Charlotte's kind of done fighting. All she wants is the apartment. Yeah. Trey promised it to her, and then, and then a and telegram. Also, also, all the um, the lawyer keeps saying is like it's. There's a coin collection, his Buffalo coin collection, take it or leave it, which is so insulting. Because remember, Charlotte signed a prenup. Yeah. Harry says, apparently our office just received a telegram from Scotland. Shall I read it? And Bunny, of course, says, by all means. Charlotte York was a wonderful wife. Stop. She did nothing wrong. Stop. Give her everything she wants. Stop. Seriously, mother. Stop. Stop. Of course, which is a double entendre. And then 
that's the thing about reviews. Sometimes when you least expect it, you get a raise. I just want to ask. It's 2002. A telegram? Overseas communication, especially like speedily, you know, because. An email? I mean, I suppose, but but whom would it have gone to? I don't know. Also, Bunny, you know, he wanted to get it to Bunny. He wanted to get it to the office. Telegram is actually was actually probably pretty fast. It's the equivalent of, like, courier now. You know, we just don't call it that. Stuff gets delivered fast that way. And Harry goes over and goes, ding, dong. dong the, the witch, witch is dead. dead. And that's when I realized who he was. <laughs> I'd recognized him vaguely. I knew something. But I was like, oh, what a gorgeous origin story. I love it. And how very not Charlotte. And I love it. And so it was Carrie's like, I... Actually, also, to Charlotte's credit, too... Yeah. Um, Bunny gets up to storm out and Charlotte didn't want to leave it on all the ugliness. So she pops up and she's like, Bunny, I just wanted to say, you know, I'm so sorry. This is the way this all happened. And Bunny goes, Alan, which is her solicitor's name. And they walk on out. So um, study in opposites. We have Carrie in her cutie little dress and some slip on mules and Steve looking fresh off the park court with his 13 year old shooting hoops buddies. Um, and she's like, listen, I know you, I was a little bit vague. I just want to talk to you. And he's like, it's Miranda, right? It's Miranda. She wants me to call less. I feel so bad. I'll, I, I get it. I get it. I'll call less. I'll call less. And Carrie's like, no, no, not at all. And it's about Aiden. And she's like, well, his reaction is, oh no, you're not trying to get back together with him. Are you? She's like, well, no, I, but I guess I can tell from that reaction how you feel about me. She asks how he is. And Steve's like, he's great now. But then he couldn't. But back then, he couldn't, couldn't get, get out of bed, bed for days, weeks, five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes, like a month. I brought him chicken wings. Uh, How do you measure measure a month <laughs> in chicken wings in bedtimes? In basketballs in Steve's cute accent. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I really thought you were going to say Steve's cute asshole was going to be the end of that. Don't know why my brains has supplied that, but um, everyone have that image in your head now. Basically, <laughs> basically, Aiden was destroyed after it was over, and it was really hard. And he was like, he and couldn't Carrie, open up to women after this. No, Carrie goes, "Is this?" Oh, well, yeah. no. He said, "He says um, he was emotionally distant and couldn't open up to, up to women." So Carrie says, "Did he tell you that?" And Steve goes, "No, we don't talk about shit like that. We eat chicken wings." But then he says that Nina Katz, the girl he was dating, told him that. Yeah. So Nina had you know, diagnosed. So here's where Carrie goes off the rails a little bit. She goes because she knows Nina Katz is looking for the cute pretzel guys at the village square market. Yeah. So she brings Stanford with her to go and um, run into him and she's to run, try and run into Nina so she can explain herself. Yeah. And she's saying all of this to um, Stanford and they have a whole back and forth and she kind of explains this crazy reasoning that she wants to explain to a stranger her side of a breakup story that this woman clearly doesn't care about or yeah. won't, won't believe anyway. And Stanford's like, so what do you think of Marcus? And she says, nice. And then she's like, but so Aiden and, and fucking Stanford. Stands up, Stanford's up for himself. Stanford's up for himself, baby. <laughs> he says, stop. And he's like, Carrie, I've listened to a lot of Aiden. How many relationships have I been in since you've known me? And she's like, real or imaginary? Because she still doesn't understand that he's actually telling her something serious. And he's like, real. Listen, I've been dating this guy for a while. I just listened to you talk about Aiden for forever. two years. Literally, for the last five hours and two years before that. And all I get is a nice. So he's like, give me a full review. Give me a full review. So she does. It's sweet. She starts in on like, 
I'm glad he makes you happy. She has been paying attention. She just hasn't been a good friend. Yeah. So then we see Nina Katz. And Nina Katz goes, ha, ha, ha. Uh, one more time. One more time and I'll know you're stalking me, which unfortunately Carrie is at this point. And she's with Heather Graham. And she's like, hi, I'm Heather. Like, I'm like. Stanford goes. Heather Graham, I know. I, I love, love you. I don't know anything about Heather Graham. Um, is she a model? No, she's an actress. She, you'd, she's kind of 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 that exact blonde. Um, like she's played a lot of. You wouldn't be surprised. Okay, hang on, let me look um, up. But she's like, "Hi, I'm Heather Graham." And she's like, "Hi, I'm Carrie Bradshaw." And she goes, "Carrie Bradshaw." She's in The Hangover. Makes the face. Sure. She's in Austin Powers. That's oh, the big that's one. How she's I, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why you recognize her. So she's been in a bunch of stuff like that. Dang, she's still working, though. It's been a long career, honestly. Yeah. She's been hot for a long time. So she makes the the face and Stanford she, and when When she hears Carrie's name. Yeah. And she's like, Nina, can I talk to you for a second? Which, like, Alone honestly, I, I don't know if I would have the balls. I wouldn't have let it get this far, but I don't think I would have the balls to do what Carrie's about to do. No, I don't think so either. Partially because it's a fool's errand, which she realizes in the middle of it. Basically... The thing is, at least what Carrie says to her is nice. She doesn't try to be like, here's my side of the story. No. What she says to her is, look, I know you have some feelings about what happened with me and Aiden, but listen, breakups are awful and they are private and they are not necessarily symptomatic of what actually happened in the relationship between those two people and like what they had together. And she's like, I loved Aiden very much. And I would never deliberately hurt him. And and Nina Cass is kind of like, okay. okay. Okay, she's literally, which also if I was in Nina's position, position I would say too, kind of. It's also only fuel my fire. Mm-hmm. Be exactly. Like, You'll never believe what that crazy bitch did. Exactly. That's yes. what I mean. Carrie is like doing the worst possible. If she wants this to go away, she should have just taken a deep breath and cut her losses. She's wearing a juicy couture velvet dress that I definitely had when I was in middle school. She is. So she takes a deep breath and basically narrates over top that she realized the critic she needed to pre- please the whole time was herself. And so she says, and so bye. <laughs> and Nina Katz is like, yeah, bye. And then Carrie bumps into Heather Graham, who has the pretzels, grabs Stanford, and they leave. And Stanford's like, I didn't know what to say to Heather Graham. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's that. So plopability, baby. Plopability, baby. Pretty ploppable, right? I think most of it is. I think you're right. The telegram would be done <laughs> differently, but I think if I ever have to do something like that, I want to to be resolved via telegram. It, I think it, that's how it, I want all my friends to find out I'm engaged. Instagram, no, everyone <laughs> in their respective places is gonna be like, "You have a telegram." It certainly makes the um the timing of it seem all the more remarkable that he would just rush into the office at that moment. I like to think that Harry and his partner got the telegram earlier. Bridget, stop. <laughs> Exciting news to share. Stop. stop. Engaged. Stop. Telegram thing happened. Stop. <laughs> Texting you now. Stop. stop. The party doesn't stop. <laughs> and then stop. I'll like, stop. <laughs> like, by the time I get engaged, I'll probably be like, joinks. And then I'll show up in the room. My favorite thing was that you were thinking quietly about what that would be for like a good 30 seconds and then came back to it so you could tell me it was beautiful and worth it <laughs> um my reply would just be brooke stop ah, stop <laughs> or it'd be i know i'm gonna text you in telegrams i think sometimes good, I love it. not all the time no not all the time but sometimes just sometimes um Who'd you resonate with? Wait, did we finish? Hang on. 
did we finish Miranda's the- ploppable Miranda's ploppable but would be different I think They're I think she'd be in some like online forums you know or she'd get some like I just like think that a lot of the carry plot would happen over the internet a lot of the carry plot would happen over the internet um I think um what else was I gonna say oh I don't remember Samantha's could work it's so goofy again the best part of it was the Miranda part obviously because yeah like the most like truthful Mm -hmm. and they give her meaning samantha with miranda like that part was lovely and um a friendship we don't get to see a lot of yeah and probably the most complex yeah well partially for exactly this reason because like samantha kind of takes people making choices other than hers as like a personal attack which is fair because she makes choices that are different from what's like expected of women totally um and so it feels even more personal when it's from her friends but i think it's a testament to their friendship you know that she can get over herself and also that carrie could ask and that to be fair at no point in this episode carrie is the only person who doesn't offer to help Miranda, uh, who doesn't actually help Miranda? She offers. She does offer after Miranda's like, "Look, I'm losing my mind." And like on the phone, Carrie's probably like, "Well, I got Samantha." Yeah, exactly. Go. It's just like Charlotte does it, Miranda does it, and Carrie spends this whole time thinking about herself. Mm. Mm. Who'd you resonate with? Good question. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I think I resonate with Miranda again, my secret baby (laughs) in the sense of that, like when you are doing something or in a period of your life that like your circle of friends don't have personal experience with Mm -hmm. when you just feel like, even when they're there for you, you know, there's like that level of just feeling like alienated or alone or like you've embarked on something completely different. Um, I relate to that. I think, um, I, I don't know. I relate to Carrie definitely in the like basic and and I think I think she hits actually a pretty good universal truth here in that you know it we can have a lot of positive things happening and one negative thing is really easy to fixate on or want to yeah. fix or it's kind of where you run into that crux of like you can't control anyone's thoughts or feelings or actions than your own and that can be really hard to swallow sometimes. Yeah, totally. And I think also for Carrie it's a hard reckoning of who she did and that she might have actually really deeply that it that Aiden, Aiden. or that just that this is going to be how Aiden remembers her yeah. whether or not you know she actually did that or not you know well everyone's gonna have their own yeah what about you Charlotte because she wasn't really featured this week and um I think I'm <laughs> gonna always end come up back to that <laughs> I'm gonna end up marrying for someone I feel that I, initially I'm settling for who's probably Jewish Wow, really? I don't know. <laughs> no. Maybe. Oh, because that's what's going to happen with her. I was trying to follow the path of that. She, she'll she feel like she's settling because he's not as cute or he doesn't live up to her standards, which is exactly what she needs. Got it. Got it. Got it. Brooke is gently smiling and nodding at me. Um, That was darker than it was meant to be. Sorry. Don't apologize for the darkness. Inside your soul, you know? I know, thank you. And outside. Um, and then, not like in behavior, mm-hmm. but in spiral, I resonate with Carrie. Yeah, it's a very human spiral. And again, the things I'm most critical of are the things that usually I like hate in myself, you yeah. know? So it's, I, I'm not, it's, it's human of her. I think it's, I think once again, to follow 
like that she went down and tried to find her to confront Horrible. her about it just is like I think she's very stupid. lucky to have friends like the friends that she has who don't indulge it and, and who I, all called her out yeah, yeah truly. I, like my biggest one of my true biggest fears in life is that my friends won't tell me if I'm being like that um okay delta ups delta downs they gotta should be we big do, ones should we do two yeah let's do two two of each do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, she's ready. My Delta Up one is my day yesterday where I made two different kinds of soup and Celie made chili and we watched The Parent Trap and played Pandemic Legacy. That's a perfect Sunday. It was beautiful outside. We went to, to Food Town um, and this soup is so good. Oh, yeah, you made two kinds of yeah, soup. Yeah, I'm going to give you some soup. Oh, thank you. Um, and my other, A soup sampler. A soup sampler. And my second Delta Up is that we're playing Pandemic Legacy again. <laughs> Tonight? You have it ready? Yeah. Good. Well, I have to wait for silly. I just mean, like, we haven't played since August. Oh, yeah. Like, which we were is a so disheartened. Break. Yeah. But we... <laughs> I like trapped. I was like, Kyle, do you want to come over and watch Doctor Who tonight? Celia, do you want to play Pandemic tonight? And I was like, they're both in the same room. And I was like, well, because Kyle didn't know he was playing a board game. And Celia didn't know I was going to make him watch Doctor Who. And I was like, but we can do all the things uh-huh. that I want to do. Uh-huh. I mean, whatever. <laughs> and we did. Plan a brook around here and you got to orbit it, you know? You know, that gravitational pull is strong, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um... My delta down is that um, maybe Ryan, the catfish from Bumble, uh, is a scary psychopath. <laughs> I didn't meet him, but he was, like, gaslighting me via text. I was talking to my friend Max about it, and I was like, I think I'm in an emotionally abusive relationship <laughs> without actually having ever met someone. And he was like, you think? <laughs> and I was like, um, I don't. And he's like, like, everybody, like, was like, block him. I was like, no. <laughs> no, I I'm curious. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, this does not make me feel good. No, uh-uh. uh, and so I told him that I didn't want to talk to him anymore. And then he's like, but we have this, wow, I'm so sad. I'm like, oh. we have nothing. And then I'm like, why do we I have f- months of texts and you being crazy? Really, truly scary. I, Did you block him? I haven't blocked him, but I like, I'm not responding anymore. Good. If he tries if he to reach out again, again, if, if he, he calls me, you again. he would call me five times at 3.30 a.m. and then make me feel bad that I wasn't awake to answer the phone. That's crazy. What? You haven't even met the man. Literally. Also, 3.30 a.m.? Bitch, go to bed. Yeah. Him, Ryan. Uh, yes. Okay, well, goodbye knockoff Liam Payne. Uh, he was, if that were really him, he was. If it was him, he was cute. But you know what? Cute ain't, ain't a good cover for crazy, unfortunately. And then my other Delta Down is, is that body is sick. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay, I'm going to try and start with my, my Delta Downs. Easy one. You all saw this coming. <laughs> Left work at 610 today. It was dark outside. <laughs> Upset about it. Um, also, just like everyone in the world is is sick, I think because of the rapid change last week. It literally was like 80 degrees, and then it was like, done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a little wind through your willows, madame. <laughs> it was like, Jess was like, oh, this has been a good time. I'm tired. Son, I need a break. And like took a nap, and then we were like... Uh, my other delta down is um i just um, you know that's all that's just that's all but um delta up um 
I, okay, one Delta up is that on Friday, I went to visit my sister and her family in Poughkeepsie Mm. for the first time in like six weeks, which is just longer than I like to leave it, especially because my niece is 15 months and is just like exploding and growth and crazy fun things. And Saturday was their anniversary. Happy six years, guys. So I was able to hang out with the kids and they went to lunch together for the first time in two years since their two year ago anniversary when my other sister was able to watch for them. And I was like, wow, I'm glad I could do this for you. And they had a really nice time. Um, and it was also just the best. I just love those kids so much. Mm. They fill me up. Um, and my sister and husband, we had such good talks on Friday night Ugh. and they are very important people to me. And it's just good to have that. I'm, I'm lucky. Them. I have that. Yeah. You will. So, um, my other Delta up, um, I'm going to keep for me. <laughs> It's not. I just like. I just don't want to put it out into the world, and in, in case I jinx anything, that's all. Keep this little bird in my hand for the moment. I have a bird too. You do. I know. I'm excited about it. Your bird is way. Your bird's hatched. I have like an egg that's still in its mom. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Anything else? Anything goes. Um. <laughs> really? I'm sorry. Really? I couldn't help it. From the phrase, anything else. <laughs> She's I devolving. Heard, I heard the rhythms too yeah. in my head. Yeah, yeah. The fair melody. Enough. Fair enough. Um, what are we doing Shorty's next? Shorty's like a melody in, in my head. <laughs> I'm a believer. Conk, 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 conk. Brooke, where can I find you on social media? Oh my gosh. You can find me at Twitter. At Twitter. At Twitter. Just Twitter.com, baby. At Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my handle. No, it's That's at- Brooke. She tweets a lot about technical mishaps Just, yeah. and new <laughs> new rollouts and yeah good things at brooke underscore mm-hmm, wiseman mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you could find me on instagram at brooke wiseman no underscore and if you put an underscore you'll just have to sit with me in a room and listen to me stream of consciousness about all my feelings and what i'm thinking and you can't get out and i just need to talk sign me the fuck up bitch <laughs> how many times can i say bitch on this podcast i am reclaiming it today reclaim bit, Forgive bitch miss <laughs> bridget mm-hmm. bitch and bridget that's right how can i find you on social media you can find me um that's a great question honestly i don't even know sometimes um the phone has the phone the phone has started telling me screen time and i it's i, I knew i would hate it the first time off. yep i know and then i i was like well good to know what that's what that is i'm never looking at this again um i love willful ignorance as i rot my brain and as the world defend descends into chaos oh uh-huh uh anyway get more of that optimism on twitter at mrs burr macklin and uh, find me on Instagram at BridgetM37, please. Collectively, we are at, at Splat, Splat Podcast, Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and at, at gmail. gmail.com. And if you are someone who is good with websites, could you help us fix our website? It looks good. But it's old and we don't know how to update the pictures. That's true. Oh, well, we can figure that out. Or, I mean, the like, we'll figure mm-hmm, it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, rate review take a subs- crack at it, baby. Rate I mean, I had like a full meltdown the last time I tried to use Squarespace, so if I've heard it's about that hard. I don't think a saga. But you, listen, you had the first meltdown. My turn. I'll turn it into a tuna melt instead. Too much tuna. Ugh, I love them. Please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. You can listen to us there. Acast, Google's Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Spotify. Google's Play, Google's Play, baby. Namaste. Namaste. Google's Play. Bye. Uh, oh. 
if you're around on Sunday, this Sunday, and you want to come do Mama Mia Skull. Which you do, and you do. It's at 1045 in Bryant Park. I'm a yoga teacher. Bye. Also, if you've never um, signed up before, you can get a free week, so do it. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Core Power Yoga. And NPR Shapiro. Don't <laughs> sue us. Bye. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.